Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, beautiful. So today we are interviewing Tamia Haynes and I'm going to read her bio. So Tamia has over five years of tattooing experience and has done more than 3,800 procedures. She's a living proof that if you set out to do something, your hard work will pay off. She's a esteemed member of the Tina Davies Pro Team, and she's truly been making a name for herself in the PMU arena. I know, side note, she'll be speaking at the SPCP, which is the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals, their fall conference, which is in September, right? Or is it October? No, October. It's in October in Fort Worth, Texas. And she specializes in ombre brows, microblading, as well as lip blushing, areola work, and a strong focus on melanin-rich skin. She's extremely passionate about the science that goes into PMU, and she's also an educator of all things PMU. And I love this part that she was 43 when she started tattooing faces, and she is a powerhouse beauty business woman who loves showing, improving, and disrupting the industry in the best ways possible, and also a mother of four children, a wife to a loving, supportive husband, dog owner, a grandma, all of it. Yay! Welcome, (laughs) Julia! Hey, how are you? Can you guys hear me really well? I do hear you. It's so awesome to have you. Is there something that you wanted to say or anything that I missed from the bio that you no, want to add to I, that? I believe you captured it all. Yes, I'm a grandma. People sometimes can't believe that. I don't tell the other grandma, but I am the favorite grandma. <laughs> because I'm always so energetic, just naturally. But yeah, no, yeah. You can do anything you put your mind to as long as you keep at it and stay consistent. That's, I love people that. Don't really understand. It's like you are now a business owner. You're just not a PMU artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did you do before that? I'm sure oh, you've had lots of careers so before that. But I actually made really good money. I was a payroll manager for Hyundai corporate office in Fountain Valley. I did that for 19 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you're really committed. Yeah. And what's so funny is um, when I first started. I almost did probably that whole building. So we had six floors and I started with a few of my like work buddies. It was very scary because I had to see them the next day. So if it doesn't turn out right, this is going to be like a freaking disaster. But they were the only ones that were like willing to do them and my neighbors. My family was like, oh no, you're not touching me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because I remember that, like, when you want models, you can't get them. And then when you're busy, then everybody's coming out of the woodworks and you're like, no, now you got to pay. Something for free right now, it'll go in 30 seconds. Exactly. (laughs) That's how it goes. 
That's how it goes. So good. And so then what made you want to make the leap into permanent makeup? Did you have it yourself or what was that? Yes, I had it myself. So the girl that did me, she was a makeup artist and I assumed like, you know, she's a makeup artist. She just started tattooing. Oh, and the girl is super bomb now. But when I went to her, she was newer. Okay. So I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> the girl is very good now. But my eyebrows turned out, they were okay. They weren't like super good, but they were okay. And I've always had little side hustles, even like making really good money. I just really enjoy making my family up. I used to go to weddings sometimes on the weekends, do makeup, stuff of that nature. So I was like, you know what? I don't know, just after I got mine done, and I ended up doing myself actually after that. She used an inorganic ink. So it pretty much just left a shadow or whatever. So I was able to reshape it. I know people are like, oh, you can't do it because of the because of the angle or whatever. But I actually did soft tap and microblading, which is extremely easy for a permanent makeup artist if they know what they're doing. I did manual work and then I went over my brows with the machine just a few times. But anyways, yes, I got my brows done. I said, hey, I can do this. So that's what I did and set out to do. I took a five day, no ombre. It was all manual. It was all microblading and soft tap with just a shader. Just kind of poking at the skin <laughs> or whatever. And I didn't even do it. It was 2018. And I, actually, ombre brows was starting to be really big. But I knew nothing about this industry at all. So I started off as a microblader. Got really good after about a year of practicing. But once I tapped into the machine, I was better at the machine work or whatever. And I actually took, oh, people are going to go crazy, but I actually took an online class. I took that fundamental class for five days. And then probably six or seven months later, I took an online class. And that is what really set me over like the edge or whatever, because I picked that up like pretty quickly. With the microblading, I will say I messed up a few people. <laughs> you can't be afraid to make mistakes in this industry. I tell everybody that. And I'm not afraid to admit it. I was not a very profound, great artist. I've come so far. But yeah, I, I started doing that on the side. I got a little shop that was right next to Hyundai. It was uh, Phoenix. Actually, I started in Sola for about six months. Met a few girls that's very big right now in Orange County. We were all in Sola together. And yeah, and then I moved to the Phoenix Salon because it was a little bit closer to my job. And my boss was so cool. She was like, you know what? You could just do both. You're so good. At Christmas time, I was the one that was selling all the turmeric masks. I was like making shea butter. I did like all kinds of stuff on the side already, right? To do with and, and all that kind of stuff. So I just started doing it and I just really fell in love with it. It's like Christmas, like a little kid on Christmas. When that client sees like the reaction, I think that's what really keeps you addicted and coming back because yeah. it's just, and then it's like people are trusting you to actually tattoo their face. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. it's just unbelievable to me to this day. Oh my God, like, I just woke up one morning. I was like, oh, I'm going to tattoo faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of trust. Yeah. Right. What are some things that you wish you would have known back then when you started? If you were like, what oh, would you so tell you know, your younger self? I was to do my research on trainers 
that, that's one of the biggest things I think is to do research on trainers. Just because somebody's really good at something online and has great marketing on Instagram does not make them a people person or a good trainer. It takes a certain type of person, just like it takes a certain type of person in corporate America. Like you, we always say, oh, how did he get to be a manager? Because they probably promoted him because he was so good at his job. But then the people part of it, just the same, it's the same thing. So I just really, now I know what to look for. I don't just look for, oh, you got 500,000 followers or you got this and that. I actually do more research on like personality and is it a good fit for me to grow in the industry? Because it's really important. Every Everything that you do is not equal. And another thing I wish I would have known is about posture syndrome. You're looking up to girls and thinking that your work is supposed to look like theirs. And they've been doing this 10, 15 years. They've practiced countless hours to get to where they are. So you got to give yourself grace and give yourself time to get good and practice. And you know what? Just be yourself. You don't got to be like nobody else in this industry. Just be yourself. That is what's really, truly going to where you're going to find your tribe and who's going to mesh with you, right? Even for clients. I tend and so not at first, but because I didn't know where I fit in the industry. And I think that goes for a lot of people. You just don't know where you fit in. But then once you find where you fit in and you stop just looking at what other people are doing and whatever, you could be inspired, but at the same time, you got to know that you got to have your own style and your own ways of doing things. And that is okay. There's not one, it's not one way or the highway. And you will attract what you are. In my industry, so many people, I feel like, oh, we are just alike. And that's what probably attracted them to, to me. They said, oh, I could feel you through your page or when I spoke to you during a consultation. Like, it just, I trusted you. Because this is a trust factor. It's your face. Yes. So those yeah. are a couple of things that I really wish I would have known. Don't bank off price or location or even like which on the ground. And I hate to say that, but it's, it's the truth. You got to do research beyond that. Yeah. And definitely look at like success stories yeah, and people like their stories. testimonials. And, yeah. and reach out to their students. Reach out yes. to their students. I tell people all the time, reach out to my students. So you can yeah. get a real feel for what you're going to get when you come to class. Because that is so important. As an instructor, I have realized it's not my job to, to keep chasing the student. Because if the student wants it, they'll come to you. But you got to have a relationship with you. the students that really want to do this and be in this industry, you have to have a solid relationship with them so that you can see them through their journey. And it's very important that you have that support over your husband's support, yeah. over your family's yeah. support, that your technique and somebody like just backing you and just helping you and critiquing you in the nicest way possible. You need yeah. that. And you really do need that as a new artist. Yeah. And it's funny because I always say when we're teaching the marketing part, like our stuff isn't flashy, but we have one of the highest success rates in the beauty industry no. coaching. You know what I mean? But we don't have all the flash and, and buzz and people get caught up in the flash. And so I'm always saying you got to do like, 
like you said, do the research. I love that. And I love also what you said. Beyond, beyond the numbers on the ground. I, I, I can't stress that enough. Yeah. Yes. And I also love what you said about imposter syndrome because it's so true when you're first starting, you are looking at other people because you're trying to learn. So you're trying to learn from them and their technique and all of those things. But then it is such a, a balance because you do compare yourself to them too. Oh, so I love that you said that. Yeah, you yeah. got to give yourself grace and you got to give yourself time. It's, it's extremely important. Yeah. yeah, and, and well, come, if you don't stop and you keep at it, it's going to come together. Yeah, and what I can kind of gather from your story and looking in, I don't really know you that personally, um, but you're not far from me. My permanent makeup business was in New York City for all those years, and then we moved out to California. But what I was going to say is I can see that you just have a gregarious personality. It seems like you have a little hustle in you. like. You have that mentality of, I'm going to make it happen. What do you think are the three characteristics, or the, it doesn't have to be three, but like the main characteristics that people need to have to be successful in the industry? You got to be able to talk to yourself. I can't stress that enough. If you don't feel like doing something, you got to be one of those people that be like, and I, I, I don't know if I could curse, you got to be like, today, we're going to get up and we're still going to make it. It does not matter if I don't feel like it today. I have come here in tears because I don't like something didn't go right or something went wrong or I'm having personal problems. But you got to tell yourself that, you know what, as long as I make it through today and I, I give my all, then tomorrow's going to be a better day. You have to be able to talk to yourself and to be able to have a certain tenacity about yourself where you can push through hard situations. Now when I get students, I actually vet them out too. Because the thing is, I don't want a student just to pay their money and take the class. I actually want you to be successful. I ask them, are you coachable? Like, how are you coachable? Because it's really bad when you get somebody and then they think they know more than you and then they're not really learning because they have a wall up. One of those characteristics, you got to have a little hustle in you. You got to be able to talk to yourself through the bad times. And you got to know that it's okay to feel certain ways. Like, it doesn't mean that you're losing because, like, you're in tears that day or you're having, a, you're struggling that your struggle is gonna is gonna make you who you are later because you push through those struggles. I just really think that sometimes people think that things come really easy or they see stuff on Instagram that's not very true. And I hate to say that, but it's not true. And you gotta work for it. Nothing worth having comes easy. That's what I'm trying to say. The more you work for it, the more you'll see success. Oh, and another thing is you got to want to invest in your business. I'm sorry, scared money don't make money. You got to be able to invest in your business. If you're struggling with marketing or something like that, you got to be able to be not be prideful and reach out to someone and say, hey, you know what? Or figure out how to run a Facebook ad yourself. Anything will help. I did my whole website myself and it sucked at first, but then you start learning stuff, you start building up and then you can look so professional, but it took years. Yeah. And I think that's the key things that people should have. They got to have a little hustle on, got to have some tenacity. 
They got to be able to talk to themselves, be able to talk themselves out of stuff and have a very positive outlook when everybody else might not have a positive outlook. Because when you start any business, people are going to portray their own fears and their own thoughts onto you. And it's really not anything personal. It's just what they feel, right? And yes. you got to be able to, to work through that. Honestly, probably you should probably keep some stuff to yourself <laughs> and just show it. You don't, yes. don't got to talk about it, be about it. <laughs> So that's, that's, oh my gosh, that is so good. Yes, that is so good. I feel that so much because I think just normalizing the struggle because I think now with Instagram and stuff, we think that people just go from overnight success. We just think it's that way. We don't see the 15 years in the making to the overnight success or we don't see that the struggle is real and it's normal and it's okay and yes. expect it. Yes, accept it. That, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And it, you will come out of that. And you know what? Even, yeah. even when you make it so big and you are, have a ton of money and all stuff, you're still struggling in certain areas or certain things. You're always going to be learning. You're always going to have some type of struggle. Right. You, it's just you're going to be better at moving through those struggles. With right, yes. So. Yeah, because, because then you get, yeah, because then it's not just you, then it's your team and it's managing a team and then it's figuring out how you're going to expand and grow. And so not only accept the struggle, but expect it that way. It doesn't throw you for a loop. It's not like a slap in the face. You're just like, okay, it's Tuesday and here comes trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And obviously that is your disposition, your mental attitude that you probably just have through life. So sometimes those things can't be taught. But what do you think that starting artists need to know? What would you, like advice would you say, if you just know this, you can build a successful business? Like, what are some things to build a successful business? I think taking a really good course, <laughs> of course, but the after effect, I, I feel like you, you really got to put in you know, hours and hours of practicing. And you don't have to have a room. You don't have to get like a big studio right away. You don't have to go right into a solo salon or anything like that. Maybe go work for somebody else for a while. Be able to learn. And they, I think people just want to, they want this instant gratification. And that's one of the, another one of the things I wish I would have known. You, it's okay. You could go work for somebody else. You can maybe get a small room for cheap or something like that. You, you don't have to just come out and just be this big artist. You can be in a 10 by 10 little space and be banking out clients and making $100,000 every two months doing projects. You don't have to have all the glamour to, to make it in this industry. You just got to keep it 100 with yourself, keep it 100 with your clients, and just really just keep it moving every single day. Keep it consistent. Keep always be a student, no matter how big you get. No matter how big you get in this industry, always stay a student. You are tattooing somebody's face. You put tattoo makeup on somebody's face, and we've all seen very bad work. <laughs> and you know what? Find, find a niche. Find a niche. And I say learn one thing at a time. 
Some people want to come in and want to say, oh, I want to learn lip blushing. I want to learn microblading. I want to learn ombre brows. And I tell them, like, you might be able to learn a couple of things, but you should probably stick with brows, then move the lips. That's what I'm talking about. You got to give yourself grace and give yourself time because that way you won't be mediocre at all of it. You'll be good, very good at one thing and then get very good at another thing. Yeah, and just let your work speak for itself. Don't afraid to market yourself. Because honestly, in this industry, that's really what's going to back you, is marketing yourself, maybe even hiring somebody. If you can't afford somebody expensive, get somebody cheap, or even learn, maybe go on YouTube and learn how to do it yourself for a while until you can't afford somebody else. But yes, you got to put your money not just behind before and after pictures and expect for people to be like, oh, I'm going to go book with her. That's not how it goes. There's hundreds and hundreds. Just here in Orange County on this street, there's 50 PMU artists just on Golden West. What is going to make them book with you over those other 49 PMU artists? you got to find a niche. And to stick with that first, and I guarantee you that one client that you did really well on, you did some bomb brows on, then they will be like, oh, I want lip blushing now. Now I want this. Now I want that. So that's, that's the way you, you have to maneuver, I feel like, in, the, in this industry is just to get good and really practice. Don't worry about buying everything that you see everybody else use. Unless you become a good artist, it really doesn't matter if it's a $1,000 machine or a $200 machine. It's going to be you that is backing the work and you'll be able to be really good at what you do. But yeah, you can't expect for everybody to just be like, oh, I, she's, I'm going to let you tattoo my face. Now, you got to put yourself out there. And you got to be everywhere. You can't just be on Instagram. You got to run a really good referral program. You got to be on Google. You got to be on Pinterest, LinkedIn. You got to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. I love that. That way, that way you won't have so much downtime. And it's not about dancing on Instagram and all that stuff. And I will say, you need to educate. You need to educate the client. So if you're not a teacher, you need to educate your clients. Uh, so when you do a post for people that actually read, <laughs> you need to say what that procedure is. You need to educate behind it, tell them how much time it takes, what is good for what skin type because they don't know and yet you're going to be repeating yourself for years and years to come and that's just how it is because you have to remember with permanent makeup you got to find a new client every time you get retouches but those retouches are what a year two years away so every single time you got to find a new client so i give cash i give cash for every every referral you give me if they book they pay full price, you get $50. What's $50? Yes. Yeah. $600. Right. Yes. You your money yeah. yeah. And I love what you were saying earlier about just even starting small. I think just wrap up some of those ideas. The idea of you can start under someone or you can start with a small room. I started, I was working with a dermatologist in his office and then doing a split with him and then i had my started with my own little on the weekend had a little office but in just small renting out a room and that's how it is in new york city but you have to start small and i think so many artists when they're starting it's almost like 
I use the analogy of a wedding. Like they get excited about the wedding, but then they don't really think about the marriage, which is the hard work behind it. So they get excited about owning their own business. I remember talking to a beauty boss and she was like a permanent makeup professional. And she's, I know I'm going to color the walls this, and I'm going to do this. And she's talking about how she, how it's no, going to look. And I was like, what's the, yeah, I was like, what's the business strategy? Nobody cares about that. You can have white walls, one bed, a trash can and your stuff and you're good. Nobody cares about that, but yeah, it's like if you're going to be posting and like things of that nature, but honestly, nobody cares about that. They really only care about yeah. what you're putting on their face. Yeah. And I would say to her, what's the strategy? She hadn't thought about the strategy. I love that analogy. That is such a good analogy because it doesn't matter how big your wedding is, right? You can have a $2 million wedding and then be divorced a year later. You yes. gotta put in the time, you gotta put in the work, you gotta do it. You could have got married in a courthouse and be married for 75 years. Yes. It, it, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the part that nobody really wants to think of because they're thinking about what all of this, all of the jazz, all the fancy machines, all the pigments, instead of the hard stuff. Like yes. what's really going to yes. make gotta, it work. Yeah. You gotta get in the center. Yes. Yeah. And so when you look at the industry, because you are, you're going to be speaking, like we said, at the SPCP, you have even, you're talking, you're in the mix of it all. What trends do you see? What kind of like, where do you see the industry going or growing or what do you see happening? Good or bad or things that you maybe want to change or things we should be cautious so, of? Anything, any thoughts on that? I really think in this day and age, I think we, we're going to move up. We're going to. I, at least I hope so. I hope a, a whole lot of artists start like elevating the industry in like different ways, like maybe having longer classes. Yeah, there'll be a little bit more money, but maybe having four or five day classes, really supporting the students after the fact, because that's really important. Maybe just more education. The industry evolves, I would say, all the time. Look at the nanograms now. That's the big thing right now is the nano hair strokes and they're beautiful. I just think we're gonna find better ways of doing things. Not everybody is using that small little needle anymore. I see changes big time. They're figuring out how to do things faster, how to not create such uh, saturated like work. Yeah, I just really think that like pigments, they've evolved, especially with like EU reach and things of that nature. People are coming out with more cosmetic grade pigments better needles, better machines, just things to make it a little bit more easier for a new artist. Even back in 2018, there might have been like maybe 10 really big artists on IG and everybody else was just like getting in and learning. I think this really boomed in like 2014, 15 and 16. Yes. Yes. Back when I started, it was still just like in California, still fresh. I think PMU is going to go a little bit more mainstream. Yeah. 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 It's interesting when you think about it, it's if you think about cutting hair and how long it takes you cosmetology classes, how many hours you say, I, I think my aesthetics, and this was way back in the day in the 1990s, but, <laughs> but it was, it was like, I want to say it was like 30 hours. I'm not sure what it, or 60 hours. I'm not sure what it is today, but it's also a large chunk of cash to learn and mine was just facials but hair the same thing and we're tattooing faces 
Yes. And it's five days. It doesn't make sense sometimes when you think about it. I wish there was more regulations around permanent makeup. I know most educators probably don't feel the same way that I do, but I really think that, especially like here in California, there's not enough regulations out. Like any anybody could just go out, get a tattoo license, and then start tattooing. You know what I mean? I just really think they should make it a little harder to get a license. And then maybe we would yeah. have yeah. some botch work. And you know, make it so you have to, like Arizona, you have to do 100 hours. You've got to do 100 hours before you start touching the skin. You can't even get a certificate until you do five clients, stuff like that. I think that, and, and it will probably weed out like bad students because you, you're going to yeah. take it a little bit more serious. Yes, yeah. Also taking the bloodborne pathogens before the class, absolutely. Yes, for sure, for sure. You do need that for the health department. You need the bloodborne pathogens right. uh, certification. Mm -hmm. But come on, it's not hard. You got you got to get a little bit more regulations than that going on. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So good. I think one of the things when my, my podcast listeners, they always say the things that help them the most from the interviews are not only like the things you wish you would have known, but the lessons that you learn. So is, can you take us through like a time and because I also believe in like normalizing the struggle, but like something that you overcame and a struggle that you went through current or before or whatever, and what you learned from that. Is there something that you can think of that it's just a time where you're just like, wow, this, this was tough. I quit my job too soon. 100%. Oh, tell us about that. People on Instagram that be like, oh, you hate your job. Let's, let's just put you into permanent makeup and think you're going to make fast money, right? Quit my job way too soon. I should have done this as a side hustle a little bit longer. I went into so much debt. I put my family through so much. When you have kids, you have a family, you have things of that job. I'm very truthful about my story. Very truthful. Quit that job way too soon. Yes, I overcame it. <laughs> Later on, start paying off stuff, but that's took years. I even had to get a job, another job in between. You know, until you build clientele. Don't quit your job until you got enough clientele where you got to choose one or the other. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. This is the real I love that. Land. Yes. I was already making a couple of hundred thousand dollars as a payroll manager. Do you know how hard it is to, to make $200,000 and suffice those bills, your mortgage, to supplement that income in a new business? It takes time. So that's why I keep saying give yourself grace. I wasn't one of those people making $60,000 a year. It's easy to, if you've got a McDonald's job, to go ahead and flip it and, and do something else. But when you're established for 18 years and you're already at the top of your game in corporate America, it is very hard to supplement that money with permanent makeup. I don't care what nobody says. So you use that money to invest more. Use that job to invest in your business. So you do what you have to do so you can do what you want to do. That's what I always say. Do what you that have to do. That was a mic drop. And that's a real hustler right there. A real hustler doesn't sit around waiting at the door, waiting for somebody to be like, ah, I'm here. <laughs> no, that's not the way it goes. When I saw going down, I went and got me another job. Did I give up permanent makeup? No, but I went and got me another job. Because I'm going to do what I Oh, my gosh. Do you know how many actors 
waitress in between gigs. Actors, even well-known actors, when they're starting off and getting paid money or whatever because it's sporadic, they waitress in between. They do what they got to do till they, till they don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, I, I totally don't agree with that. Like when I see those signs, I'd be like, oh, flip, flip. <laughs> I can't even read this right now because that's so not true. <laughs> this is not what black people think. We're not drug dealers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is, it doesn't happen that way. That was fire. Yes, that's so true. And, and it's, you're right. It's not talked about enough. It's so on point. So good. Yeah. You got to think about what it takes to replace all of that, what you're used to. 100%. And the time. And, the and people time. underestimate the time it's going to take. I was driving a Range Rover. I had to go get me a little Hyundai, okay? To, so I could support my business. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's I'll be like, you already had that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the irony. You have to support the business before the business can support you. And that's right. the irony, right? That's right. That's the priority. <laughs> so, so good. Yeah. Oh, man. So tell us what is up and coming for you because you teach. What are you excited about for the future? What's coming up for you? Any classes that are coming up? I know you're yeah, speaking. So what are some things? I'm actually going to be doing a lip blush class probably in probably, maybe We might not do it till November. Her name is Serendipity. Um, her name is T. She's one of my really good friends in this industry. So we're going to start doing some collaborations on instagram now, i think that's very inspiring too to see two artists come together and collaborate we're not fighting or anything like that and come together and make money together and be able to train other artists and to put them out in the world and be very knowledgeable and skilled at what they do so that's very exciting for me and then and i'm sure she's excited too yes but i love being an educator even in corporate America, I was a trainer. Like I always trained and that was the things that I liked to do was to see people grow and see the end result, right? That, that success story or whatever. And to know that you had a part of that, that's the killer right there. So yeah. that just puts the icing on, on the cake. And when I started this, I never thought, oh, I'm going to teach or anything of that nature. And I, so one girl actually reached out to me. I didn't have an ad out or anything. She said, can you teach me? And I was still doing stuff in my house. And I was like, girl, I'm in my house. And she was like, there's just something about you. I want you to teach me. I had only been doing permanent makeup for a year. And she came to my house and we had wine, we had fun. And I just taught her to do uh, permanent makeup. In, in that way and she's really successful right now or whatever and she's come back and take classes whatever because people will see that you grow in your industry and you grow at your techniques and things of that nature and I feel like if you're if you're honest and you have ethics <laughs> and you portray yourself a certain way though you keep your students coming back not that it's not okay to take other classes because I mean Everybody's technique is different, right? If you want to take a, that's fine, but you still stay in the know with your student and educator relationship. On some of them, turn to, to my good friends too, even clients. You just never know who you're going to meet or who's in your chair. I just always say treat everybody the way you want to be treated and make them feel like royalty because that's really what we are, right? At the end of the day. 
That's what I really base my business off of is, and I move slow. I move a lot slower than a lot of artists on IG, but I stuck to myself. I stuck to who I am as an artist. Even if I steered off a little bit with that imposter syndrome or whatever, I always came back. You know what, Mia, that's not you. That's actually a fake version of yourself. <laughs> you need to steer back to who you really are as not only as an artist as a person because actually you know what when people book with you they book with you as a person not even all only offer your skills and technique because you go back to that trust factor with education too right with classes too you go back to that trust factor yeah absolutely yay <laughs> oh my gosh mia yeah i just want to hug you i just i just want to hug you <laughs> So, so good. Okay. So then anything else, like how can people reach out to you? Give, give us all the details on where they can find you. Thank you. I am here in Westminster, California. I'm not too far from Long Beach, probably 20 minutes from everywhere. The surrounding cities like Orange County, Long Beach, Cerritos, Huntington Beach, maybe about 45 minutes from the tip of the Inland Empire. Yeah, I'm here. You can find me, my IG handle is naturalisticbrows.pmu. You can find me on the Tina Davies website under Her Protein. And you can find me on Google under Naturalistic Brows and Academy. And yep, yeah, I'm everywhere. You can DM me with questions. You can text me. A lot of the information about me is in my bio with the Linktree link. So yeah, honestly, I can't even count how many times I've helped people that haven't even paid me. So it's really not just about that for me. It's just really about leveling up the industry in a real way and just being being 100. That's for real. Just keeping it 100, keeping it in a book, and just not sugarcoating what is what you think is supposed to happen. <laughs> just keeping it real. Everybody, everybody's journey is different. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. I can't even tell you how much I love this. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your experiences. And then I'd like to end with what brings you joy? Oh my gosh, so I am very addicted to permanent makeup. There, I could talk about this for hours and hours. <laughs> but I love skating. I love roller skating. And I, I love being with my kids and my husband. Like me and my husband have been together for 26 years. My, my best friend, all that. At the end of the day, that's what I like to do. I do like a good drink here and there. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like to have fun and talk. And I like being with people and positive vibes and positive energy. So that's what it is. Oh, and I love the beach. I love the beach. Yeah. I love water. Oh, so good. Yeah. 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 So, so good. Okay, guys. So reach out to Mia if you have any questions. Definitely follow her. Thank you, Mia, for all of your wisdom and, the, and keeping it 100, keeping all of the, just sharing it, just sharing the story, the real, the ugly, the truth, the, all the stuff, right? It's so good to hear. And we will keep watching you because you are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. 
Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.